everybody, and welcome to day 12, the final day of our 12 days of Christmas Advent. Goodness, Helen, how are you feeling? I'm feeling quite sad because I've really enjoyed making these. <laughs> I know, it's been it's been overloading at times, but not overwhelming. Uh, and it's been super enjoyable, actually. The I don't know about you, but I thrive on that sort of last minute pressure. We've not, exa- <laughs> we've not exactly given ourselves much runway with these. And, and we're, in some cases, recording and editing pretty much in the same day. But I like that. It's good. It's, it's a sense of purpose, I think. Uh, yeah, and no, I don't want to do this too often, Rob. I, yeah, I'm fine for a Christmas miracle. But beyond that, I don't want to stretch it. Of course, of course. But we've got some great content planned for next year, actually. Yeah. Um, loads of stuff. And let us know as well, you know, if you've enjoyed anything in these 12 days, which hopefully you have, let us know what you'd like us to dive into. Because I guess each one of these could be a, you know, rock solid podcast on its own if we haven't already done it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about routines, habits, goals, discipline, uh, values, minimalism. We've talked about a whole load of stuff and we've hopefully brought it all together in a, a sort of like daily challenge that's allowed you to sort of go through this journey with us. Now, this episode is dedicated to what happens when it all goes wrong because, you know, I've got examples. Helen's got examples. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's not going to go as you planned all the time. So, Helen, this episode is all about what we can do to, I guess, predict things that could go wrong and then what do we do when it does go wrong now, i was slightly worried where you're going with that sentence rob it's like helen tell us about how everything goes wrong for you because it <laughs> a lot um i think this is one thing this is about it's quite stoic isn't it that idea of resilience that idea of being mm. able to pick yourself up when it all goes wrong it will go wrong it's absolutely certain it will go wrong so i think Pretending it won't, and I we all know people who are endlessly optimistic. New Year's resolutions are a classic example. Yeah. New Year's resolutions, and you know they're not going to be done. They're going to stop before the end of January because people are way too optimistic and have no plan for when things inevitably go wrong. And I think having a plan is your first point. So I always treat this as the if then else, because I worked in tech for too long. So <laughs> if this happens, then this is my response, because I think you can predict probably any single thing that you want to do in the new year, any single habit you want to set up or any new activity you want to do, something is going to go horrifically wrong. And so predicting what could go wrong you can come up with a handful of those without even trying you should be able to really yeah i know i think it reminds me of that uh, ryan holiday the obstacle is the way yes. and you know we talk about ryan holiday a fair bit on this podcast and it's that sort of you know here are some obstacles that have popped up and the obstacle is is in a sense guiding you in the right direction isn't it because it's all right this has happened how can i move on how can i get past this yeah absolutely and so so do you do the whole sort of like, you know, Tim Ferriss is famous for doing that whole stoic exercise of writing out everything that could go wrong so you can mitigate against it. Do you do you do that then? No, but what I know, because that would require a level of, um, you know, sitting down and doing it so that I just don't do that. All 80, 20, you know, 80% of the effort for 20%. No, what is it? 20% of the effort for 80% of the benefit. Yeah. So for me, what I will do is when I'm breaking those habits out or those those activities out, so this is my goal, these are the this is the thing I want to do. I usually have this is how I know it'll succeed. So these are the outcomes I'm looking for. And then I break it down into smaller pieces. 
those smaller pieces are where I start saying what could possibly go wrong. So if I say, for example, my idea of I was going to um, learn to, to cook Japanese, things that could go wrong, you've already heard me say, the first thing is, is that I could cook something that I don't like. Well, you know, throw it away. <laughs> don't buy that ingredient again. Um, it's difficult, you know, I'm unlikely to poison myself because I'm not going to be using raw fish or anything exciting initially. Stick with ingredients I know, just done in a different way. So rice and fish and vegetables, mm. but done in that Japanese maki way because that'll be nice and safe for me to try. I won't have any other worries other than this is a new presentation of food that I've had to learn. So. <laughs> that's what I do. I do that. How could this possibly go wrong? You know, we we talk a lot about stoicism and I love this idea of like thinking through all the consequences that could go wrong. And I certainly do that in business when I'm working, um, you know, in consulting. That's absolutely essential because often we're playing with other people's money at that point. But for my own stuff, I, I guess I approach it slightly different in a sense that I see everything that I'm doing as an experiment. Therefore, if things go wrong, it's a case of reflecting on that thing and saying, is this experiment still worth pursuing? So every book I write, every video, every podcast, I mean, this Stationary Freak started out as an experiment, really, didn't it? A bit of a passion project. And actually, we've realized there are some freaks like us out there. That was the biggest surprise. I don't think we had that was in our list of uh, possible outcomes, was it? No. Maybe that's it as well. I don't think we always plan for what success could look like. And I think actually, I'm sometimes terrified of the success that, that I occasionally get. I'm like, wow, that what what do I do from here? But I think when I look at things as an experiment, there's an opportunity to see how I can change that experiment. And I, I wonder whether actually what we're talking about here is this reflecting. Yes. Um, the reflection on how things are going rather than this sort of you know, it's not going well, but I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, which is, you know, Einstein's definition of insanity, wasn't it? You know, I don't know if it was doing the same. Someone, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how do you do you reflect as part of that thinking through the, I guess, the consequences? Do you reflect on how you're going very often? Yes, I do. So I don't, and this is the bizarre thing about the journaling for me is because I do this activity, I just don't do it in written form. Mm. I will stop really often um, and think, how's it going? You know, what was that good? I mean, that idea of, you know, what good have I done this day? It would be specifically looking at, have I done what I set out to do? If I didn't, and I think we alluded to this at the end of um, the one the other day where I said to you, if you don't do your 50 videos and you only did 18, what got in the way? Because what got in the way is infinitely more important than the fact you didn't do them. It doesn't matter that you didn't do them. It's about what got in the way. And is this something you need to adjust or is it a one-off thing? And that reflection really often means that you will keep yourself, it's like a in course, you know, on, mm. on a, in a car or in a boat. You just want to make sure that you're constantly heading towards the right destination. You know, the journey is important. You have a time scale you'd like to do it in, but ultimately you want to get there. If it takes you longer, doesn't matter. You still want to make sure you get to the right place. That's it. That's it. And I, I do a, an annual review where I look at everything that I said I was going to do that year. And I think the reality is, is uh, I, I do the journaling every day as well. But it's it's at a macro level rather than that sort of yeah. big system level. And I think what I probably need to do is do that annual review every six months or maybe even every quarter because it wasn't until I did the annual review that I actually pulled all the numbers for the videos and realized I'd only done... 18, I think it was out of my goal of 50. 
So I wonder whether I just need to do that more often so that I can check quarterly as to whether I'm on track for those 15 videos that I'm aiming for. I was going to say, if you're, if you're only looking every year, you don't know till the end of that year that you are not on track. That's exactly what you said. Yeah. If you were checking every month or every three months, you would know that you were massively off course after your first quarter. And that would be okay because you could have then done that reflection then and said, do you know what, actually, I'm going to change that goal for this year because I know the stuff that's got in the way, which for you was moving house and all sorts of other things, you could look at those and go, actually, I know what's coming up. It's not going to be any better for the next three to six months. So I'm going to leave that goal as a changed goal down rather than keep trying to aim for that 50. So you don't end up with this massive disappointment. What you've done is be realistic about what your life looks like and your ability to deliver on your goal. What you don't want to do is lose your enthusiasm. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Helen. I think the the sort of reflection piece is, you know, how often you should reflect is a very personal thing. Obviously, it depends how long your goals are. But I think my takeaway is reflect more often. I think that's probably sensible because it doesn't matter if everything is going well. And if everything is not going well, if you bury your head in the sand, as my mother would, perhaps, that's <laughs> not that's not going to get you where you wanted to go. And if you truly want to get there, understanding your rate of progress, the reasons why you're not moving perhaps in the speed or the direction that you're expecting, allow yourself to change your goals. But but surely looking at reality is far more beneficial than just having these glowing goals set on the wall and hoping that that's what, just going to miraculously yeah. I think there's also that, that fine balance uh, between being ambitious, trying to complete your goals, facing reality and being kind to yourself as yes. well. And I think that's really where I got to, where I'd actually added a load more goals in, achieved quite a lot last year, actually. I'm quite pleased of well, this year, 2021. But I hadn't hit that, I guess, my most important goal, which was the videos. And I think for me, I needed to just be a little bit softer on myself and to just make sure that I readjust next year to compensate for the things that didn't go quite to plan this year. I would, and I would also suggest that perhaps you reassess that that was your top goal, because actually what you did for your family by moving house, what you did for yeah. yourself for longer term by building your studio, those are those actually were more important in the moment or you wouldn't have done them. And I think allowing yourself to do the right thing and not saying this is my most important goal right now, it is overall perhaps, but right now, it's not the thing that's serving me best. Kindness to yourself, absolutely. We are not machines. And if for God's sake, stay off social media with everyone telling you you just need to hustle harder. You bloody well go, yeah. right? Just breathe. breathe. Oh, no, no, it drives me nuts, that meme about never taking a day off. And I'm like, seriously, there are consequences <laughs> for that. There's a bill to be paid, believe me. So there you are. We've uh, come to the end of the uh, Advent Calendar Goodness. 12 days of all sorts of different content from goal setting, minimalism, routines, habits, habit stacking. You stoicism. name it, Helen. Stoicism. I love the stoicism in there. Please do let us know if you've enjoyed this. And we just want to say thank you to all those people that have been downloading it. The numbers and the listeners and the response on Instagram has been phenomenal. And thank you so much because it makes it all worth it, doesn't it, Helen? It, well, yeah, we do it anyway, though, Rob, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And it's good to know that there are other people that enjoy talking and listening to stationary type stuff. 
So with that, we wish you all the best for the festive period, whatever you're up to. And we look forward to seeing you in 2022. Helen, any yes. final closing remarks? I've had a fab time this year with Stationary Freaks. I am really glad to know that we are not alone, Rob. Turns Indeed. out we're not that weird. We're not that weird. It seems other people have 300 notebooks on the shelf that they've never used. So, uh... I've had some feedback that that is true. <laughs> awesome. Right, with that, we hope to see you next year. So have a great festive break. Thanks, Helen. Bye-bye. Bye.